When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. this off earlier which two groups are the best tippers tipping a uh, a well-worn talk radio topic who do you tip how much blah 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 uh women and baby boomers are the best tippers according to a survey that's out um baby boomers older probably a lot of i got kids or grandkids who are in the service industry and they're they're struggling and i want to give them a break um, the tip I struggle with the most is takeout food. What am I supposed to tip on that? If I order a pizza to go and I come and pick it up, they give me the little slip of paper and it's $28 and it's got the line there. I always leave a couple bucks, but I'm not exactly sure why. I leave a couple bucks when I'm picking up from like a restaurant proper for the takeout thing, but I don't think I would do it for a pickup pizza. I would do it for delivery for sure. We're right. But in terms of the, because I did take, my first restaurant in a job involved me, I was the takeout guy before I was legally allowed to be a, a waiter. Like, that's how I learned how to key in orders and stuff like that. And so there was, I needed to make sure that the bread got in there, which wasn't included. Mm. You know, I needed to make sure that the, the silverware was right there. There are things. How much that, do I tip? Do I, I don't tip like a regular waitress. No, nah, just I? a couple bucks per order or whatever. You okay. don't have to do, yeah. Yeah. Uh, most often, if they would just round up to the nearest couple bucks or whatever, like if it was thirty-seven, they just gave me forty. Yeah, okay. great. Because I, I never, I never know. But what about inflation? And I feel like I, 
I feel like I'm giving them money for nothing, but then I don't want them to, you know, to spit in my food the next time I'm there. I, re- I really want to avoid that. How often you go to a restaurant should absolutely be calculated in how That's a good point. Tip. I'm talking about a place I go to regularly. Yeah. Like, it's the only restaurant I go to regularly. And, then, and I've been kind of stiffing the people. They're probably spitting in my food. Well, I don't... Th- at, at best. If you are generous with your tips, you are likely to end up in a scenario where you all of a sudden, oh, look at look at this cinnamon twist that I didn't order. Oh, really? I, oh yeah. That yeah. happens? Yeah. <laughs> See, clearly I'm never tipped good enough because I didn't even know that happened. At a re- yeah, if, if it's a regular and, yeah, you'll, you'll get an extra bread roll or, you know, if they order a cup of soup, I'd give them the bowl or whatever. If uh... When I used to run around a lot with bartenders and people like that, um, why do I use that tone of voice? <laughs> Like I was with Al Qaeda or something. And those ne'er do wells. <laughs> I, I just I was hanging around bars a lot. It's me. I was hanging around bars a lot, so all my friends were waitresses and bartenders and stuff like that. But anyway, those people tip really well mm-hmm. because they're in the industry. They tip crazy high. Oh yeah, and also with the especially on nights out, if you're going to be at a bar for several rounds of drinks, I I would over tip on the first round. And then kind of scale back because I wanted to be able to. Oh, that's the guy that gave me a ten spot sure. or whatever. So then I, I get cut in the front of the line later, and then I just slowly de-escalate the tips where it averages out about the same. But if you front load your tip, then you can get better service. Fantastic! I didn't know you were supposed to tip when you got a beer until I was like I don't know how old. I'd been drinking beer for a long time at bars, and like the bar I used to go to in college, a bottle of beer was seventy-five cents a bottle. That's and, amazing to me. I, I realize that I'm I'm. You know, this was in the 80s, but, I mean, that's not even normal in the 80s for most places right. in the country. Oh, I get a lot of small town. 75 stuff, cents yeah. a bottle. So you gave them a dollar and they give you a quarterback. I just put them in my pocket. I'd come home with a pocket full of quarters because I was going to drink 15 beers. But um, I, I didn't realize until many years later that most people were leaving that quarter behind. That's a, that's a big percent tip. It is. But uh, you don't want them to blow a hawker in your beer. Yes, Michael. You know, a lot of places now are requesting tips. Um, when you go in to pay for mm. it, they say, do you want to add a tip? But, I mean, yeah. even places like, you know, basic sandwich shop, places yeah. where you never tip before, they want now want you to tip. Yeah, and it's um, a couple of theories on that, obviously. Just because you're scanning the thing with your finger, it doesn't seem like real money, kind of. So I, I really don't like the hit me up for a charity. That happens at grocery store, yeah. Target, everywhere. Would you like to give a dollar to help kids who are dying of cancer, or are you some sort of evil creep? No, I basically hate dying children. That's what I tell them. <laughs> it's, I don't like it. It's, it's a weird feeling. I always say no. Um, but anyway, women and millennials tip well. Uh, who doesn't tip well? Radio talk show hosts, apparently. <laughs> apparently from what I've taken from this conversation. Uh, so we need to take a fond look back because it's Friday. We do this every week at this time. Sean puts this together, and it's entertaining. It's called Cow Clips of the Week. But if Donald, Hump, if Donald Trump is reelected, uh, While there have often been discussions about war at Camp David, there have been discussions about peace there as well. Been some pretty bad actors travel through that place uh, throughout recorded history. So we may have to go for an extra term. <laughs> we told you he's a dictator. We told you. John Bolton is out. And to mark the occasion, his mustache was lowered to half mast. Um, and you say you think your cousin started this. Uh, do you know how or why? He's mad because he, couldn't, he can't get with me. I'm married to my husband. Honestly, all kidding aside, the Muppets decided to walk, a walk, a walk away from the camera. <laughs> oh, this is it? This is just a phone with another camera on it. What the hell? 
You suck. Why are we being teleported by this? <laughs> I dare you to do it. In fact, I double dog dare you to do it. Maybe because your role on House of Cards means more to you than your role as the fourth estate in our democracy. Maybe that's how we got here. Beto mother O'Rourke. Bull leadership for a brighter damn future, ass. And now, President Trump, you can go back to watching Fox News. There you go. So Beto's out with a T-shirt today. You can buy it at his website. Hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15. Beto for America. He's trying to catch fire. Have a moment. <laughs> Sorry, I just had a moment where I sneezed. Um, Beto moving from the F word to hell. I think that's probably a good idea. Uh, for T-shirt selling, it's probably yeah. a wise yeah. decision. More places you could wear that. We'll see how that plays out. The whole gun confiscation thing, among other things. So um, I've been wanting to play this. Coming up. Biden's last answer, not the closing statements, which I thought was great, but the last answer he gave to a question was a rambling old man who you couldn't follow at all. I've I've even read it in print to try to figure out what he was talking about. I want to play that for you just to give an idea of how, because I don't think he watched the rest of the debate, and that makes you a smart person. Um, I want you to see how far off the rails he can get in an answer on a debate stage. And that happens with Trump. I don't know how that plays out. Anyway, that and other stuff non-debate related on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Some of the big hits from Eddie Money. He died today. It was announced uh, from esophageal cancer. And I mentioned what he had because he was a big-time lifelong smoker. And that's what happened. And a lot of times people smoke and pretend that that's not going to happen. But it regularly does. But anyway, he had a lot of hit songs. And we're playing some of them. So the, uh, the, the race on the Democratic side, who's going to take on Trump? I think it's all come down to really one issue. Is Biden too old or not? I think he's got, uh, the polling shows he's got enough support. There's enough people that, and I don't think it's policy driven much, although he is closer to the center than a lot of the other candidates. And then there's there's a lot of moderate and conservative Democrats. Uh, you combine that with the other crowd that just wants to beat Trump and, and he's the guy. Unless, unless he's too old to do it. That's That's the only question. Can he... Continue to show that, like, no, I'm okay. I got, I got it together. Or is he going to falter? And now, okay, we got to go with somebody different. He's just too old. Well, this was not a good move in that direction for him last night. This was the last answer that uh, that he gave. But as you stand here tonight, what responsibility do you think that Americans need to take to repair the legacy of slavery in our country? Well, they have to deal with the, the look. There is institutional segregation in this country. And from the time I got involved, I started dealing with that. Redlining, banks, making sure that we are in a position where, look, you talk about... Okay, so that's his first look. I'm changing subjects here. I want you to try to follow this. I actually saw it floating around on the Internet last night, a written version. I've, I've read it in print. It's difficult to follow. It's like two and a half minutes long. It's a, it's a, it's a weird subject to start with. You're being asked as the... Uh, the Guy running for president, what are you going to do about the legacy of slavery? I don't, I don't know how I answer that question anyway. Okay, that, now just hang with this and see how many different... I'm not going to interrupt it again. 
see how many different directions he goes. Look, you talk about education. I propose that what we take is those very poor schools, the Title I schools, triple the amount of money we spend from 15 to 45 billion a year, give every single teacher a raise of equal raise of getting out of the, the $60,000 level. Number two, make sure that we bring in to help the, the student, the, the teachers deal with the problems that come from home. The problems that come from home, we need, we have one school psychologist for every 1,500 kids in America today. It's crazy. The teachers are kind. I'm married to a teacher. My deceased wife is a teacher. They have every problem coming to them. We have to make sure that every single child does, in fact, have three, four, and five-year-olds go to school. School, not daycare. School. We bring social workers into homes and parents to help them deal with how to raise their children. It's not that they don't want to help. They don't want. They don't know quite what to do. Play the radio. Make sure the television, the, excuse me, make sure you have the record player on at night. The, the, the phone. Make sure the kids hear words. A kid coming from a very poor school, a, a very poor background, will hear four million words fewer spoken by the time they get there. There's Thank so you, much we No, I'm, I'm going to go like the rest of them do, twice over, okay? Because, because here, here's the deal. The deal is that we've got this little backwards. And by the way, in Venezuela, we should what? be allowing people to come here from Venezuela. I know Maduro. I've confronted Maduro. Number two, you talk about the need to do something in Latin America. I'm the guy that came up with $740 million to see to it those three countries, in fact, change their system so people don't have a chance to leave. You're all acting like we just discovered this yesterday. Thank, thank you, thank Mr. You Vice much. President. Secretary Castro. <laughs> thank you very much well that's that's quite a lot uh but. so i thought that was a fair shot from castro the 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 earlier one of you've already forgotten you've already you can't remember what you just said was an unfair shot that was a fair oh that was a lot because everybody on i watched that a couple of times last night with my wife just look, watch this can you follow this as he he would he would start thoughts and you got teachers with sixty thousand dollars i mean you know you get you, you get the you get the and look you get the counselors in there and because they really i mean i was married to a teacher and it just he never finished a thought and then when he went on to the whole and you got to get though you got to have the record playing going and the phones and the what are you freaking talking about old man um and then when he, he decided to, for the first time to go over the time, because that's what every candidate does, he immediately jumps into Venezuela out of nowhere. He had a strong moment, realized, oh no, my quiver is empty. I need to pivot to another topic to fill out the, the, the time that I just took. And, uh, and, and so when I was watching that multiple times, and again, I've read the transcript to try to like follow it in print, um, the and, other candidates up there were kind of... You can tell they're kind of embarrassed for him or just like, oh, boy. I mean, they're kind of moving around and looking down. Nobody wanted to. A lot of checking their watches. Yeah, because uh... <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was a weird moment. I mean, it wasn't, even, it wasn't even one of those where I thought it was funny. It was actually a little kind of sad and uncomfortable. And when he would, when he would come to a cul-de-sac in his thoughts, he would do this old person thing where he would, like, close his eyes and concentrate really hard and then, and then, like, start a new sentence, and it was just, it was it was a little tough. Um, I don't know what the whole phonographs, <laughs> I haven't listened to the phonograph and the phone. I, I know what he was talking about, because I've heard people that uh, in, in certain communities, kids don't hear as many words spoken. You pick up language by hearing language from other people, and for a variety of reasons, mom's at work or they're home alone or whatever, they don't hear as many words spoken. So some people believe you should play the radio 
that sort Talk of stuff. Talk radio specifically. Excellent idea. And uh, and hear words that way. But the phonograph, and then you have the phone. He started to say phone. No, the phone wouldn't work. I mean, just, ah, ah, it was uncomfortable. So uh, we've had two different analysts come on today and mention what Cory Booker said on CNN, because Cory Booker tried to ad- address this in an above-board way. Look, I'm, I think that we are at a tough point right now because there's a lot of people who are concerned about uh, Joe Biden's ability to carry the ball all the way across the end line without fumbling. And I think that Castro has some really uh, legitimate concerns about can he be someone in a long, grueling campaign uh, that can get the ball over the line? And he has every right to call that out. I do think that tone and tenor is really important, and we can respect uh, 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 President Biden and disagree with him. I, I tried to show that in, in the CNN debate, uh, where he and I have strong different disagreements. But we, we shouldn't do things that, at the end of this, mm-hmm. when you demonize somebody and create bad blood, it's hard to unify afterwards. Right, and that's why Democrats were, were really hating on uh the comment by Julian Castro of the uh, you forget already because you're beating up the the front runner. And if you're uh, you forgetting what you said two minutes ago, are you forgetting already what you said just two minutes ago? So as Senator Brooker said that's not the way to handle it. And Senator Brooker is also hoping to get some of that black vote because Biden's got over fifty percent of the black vote and Booker's got like four percent I think last I looked as a black guy. Um, for whatever reason, he's seen as a phony. Uh, perhaps because he is a phony, but uh, he went on to say this. I think there was a lot of moments where a number of us were looking at us on our stage when he tends to go on sometimes. At one point, he's talking about people in communities like mine listening to record players. I don't remember the last time I saw a record player in my They're community. back in, you know. They're back in. The vinyl is hot right <laughs> it now. Is hot. I, I just so want to let you know. Maybe he's cooler than I am, but <laughs> there are definitely moments where you listen to Joe Biden and you just wonder. Uh, but I don't know. Look, Senator, are you saying he's too old to be president? No, I'm definitely not saying that because I've listened to Joe Biden over the years and often felt like uh, there were times that he uh, uh, is going on or, or, or meandering in his uh, in his speech. Look, I want someone that can excite and energize and call us to uh, a campaign like we saw back in 08 okay. and 12 where we had the record turnouts and somebody who can speak to the fullness of the Democratic Party. If I believe Joe Biden was that person, I wouldn't be sitting here. Oh, um, so that's why I think that this is now the issue. There's really only one issue. Is Biden too old to be president? And it's my issue. If he's if if if. The country decides he is, then it's wide open and it's a whole new race. If the country decides no, he's he's still got it together. I think he's just going to walk to the nomination. But um, you got more people calling him out on it, and you can't blame him with that long rambling answer. And no, Biden didn't mention. I keep hearing people keep saying, "No phone, you know, record vinyls back in." That's not why he mentioned it. <laughs> Joe Biden didn't mention record players because they now sell them again at Target. No, 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 no. <laughs> And you'd listen to the record player and I'd turn on the phone. What What are you talking about? What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, the Biden-Castro fallout continues. We've got more of Castro explaining what he was trying to do last night. U.S. moves against North Korea suddenly. And are you ready for tonight's micro-moon? Oh, boy, there's another new moon. Micro-moon. Hadn't heard this one. Is it bigger, brighter than the harvest moon? How about the harvest blue wolf moon? The Wolf Blue Micro Wolf Moon. (laughs) 
you got to pull that little clip out of the Biden rambling thing. I think that's going to be our new Biden clip. You're going to have to be more specific. Which, uh, which embarrassing part? <laughs> our new go-to Biden clip has got to be there. You got to turn on the TV and the and the rec- and the phonograph and the, have the phone on and fill up your saddlebags with supplies. And <laughs> and by the way, it, that's a more outdated reference than you even think. Because I'm a child of the '70s and nobody said phonograph. No. Phonograph. <laughs> you're like listening to Frank Sinatra records. Phonograph. Play the radio. Make sure the television. The, excuse me. Make sure you have the record player on at night. The, the, the phone. Make sure the kids hear words. <laughs> he almost said phonograph. Yeah. yeah. Phonograph. Yeah. What? <laughs> um, what is that? The olden days. Get the news now, Marshall Phillips. Well, last night's three-hour Democratic debates in the books, and most tweeted about moment on the debate happened early on when uh, Julio Castro attacked Joe Biden. While they were talking about health care, Castro charged that under Biden's plan, people who want Medicare would have to buy in or opt in. Biden responding, that's not true. They do not have to buy in. You just said that. You just said that two minutes ago. You just said two minutes ago that they would have to buy in. You said they would have to buy in. to buy in. If she qualifies for Are you forgetting what you said two minutes ago? Are you forgetting already what you said just two minutes ago? I mean, I can't believe... That you said two minutes ago that they had to buy in, and now you're saying they don't have to buy. You're forgetting that. Now let's go to Castro the... comes off as a DB to me. I'll bet I would hate him in real life. Um, uh, I'm wondering if the floodgates are open now on the criticizing right. Biden for being too old, whether it's the unfair kind of over the top criticism like that, or Cory Booker's reasonable, not mean spirited at all. Uh, bringing it up. I just wonder if it's going to give cover for other people to now mention it regularly on right. the campaign trail. And it's probably, a, well, that, like I said, I think that's the conversation right now. It's a reasonable conversation to bring up. After the debate, Castro made the rounds defending his comments, this time to Chris Matthews, who was asking him. Mr. Secretary, thank you for joining us. Yeah. You know, we got the word before tonight's debate uh, from a reporter that you were going to go on the attack against Biden. It was all telegraphed by somebody. How'd that happen? Uh, well, know about that. Uh, You're going after the, Biden. There wasn't going to be an attack necessarily on Biden. No, uh, it was, was particular to... that you were going after Biden. One of our top reporters said to us <laughs> on air at 7 o'clock tonight that you're coming in here tonight to go after Biden. Yeah, well, then that reporter had it wrong. Uh, had it right. What, what I, well, but I well. didn't telegraph that before. What I did want to do was make clear the distinction on health care policy. Right. That's what I wanted to do. Yeah. <laughs> I find Chris Matthews fascinating. <laughs> well, his show is called Hardball. He understands how the game of politics is played. Don't pretend you weren't doing that. Come on, dude. <laughs> Our reporter, well, then he got it wrong. But you did the thing that he reported. <laughs> right. That right. makes him right. Right. <laughs> oh, boy. Like Bob Dole used to say, politics ain't beanbag. There are really no rules. The U.S. is slapping new sanctions on North Korea. The Treasury Department says targeted groups in the North are responsible for malicious cyber activity on critical infrastructure. A statement from Treasury is claiming three state-sponsored groups are perpetrating cyber attacks to support illicit weapons and missiles programs. President Trump's been trying to negotiate a denuclearization deal with the North for more than a year now. Trump is frequently praising the leader, Kim Jong-un, but the two sides are certainly not close to a deal. And we've had us put on the Victrola! We've had a stunning revelation. (laughs) 
We've had a stunning revelation in that deadly boat fire near Santa Barbara, California. The five crew members who jumped to safety were asleep at the time the fire broke out. That means no one was keeping watch in the middle of the night. Does somebody always have to be awake on a boat? I don't I don't know. Usually you have a night watch. Usually you have 24-hour watch. Somebody and I don't know if there are any regulations on that or not. Yep. I still just say it's a bad look to have the crew get off and none of the passengers. Yep. That's, uh, that's not good. Yeah, the NTSB preliminary report also shows no mechanical or electrical issues had been reported. The investigation continues. And now on an entirely different note, it is Friday the 13th. In addition to the craziness that brings, there's going to be a full moon tonight. It is actually a micro-harvest moon. Oh, my God. Is there an animal involved in it, too? Can we get, like, a micro-harvest hyena moon? It is Too many moons. It is the first time that the harvest moon has happened on a Friday the 13th since 2000. Wow. <laughs> what if you heard it was a micro-moon? And you go outside, you look up at night, and you just see the beautiful face of Mike Rowe staring back at you. I think that would be great. It's the first micro moon since 2000. Yes. TF. <laughs> the next time. The next. And now, uh, listen to this. The next time. You I'll, can keep trying to make this exciting. I think you will fail. Nothing wrong with a short newscast, Marshall. Shut <laughs> The next time a full moon is scheduled to take place on Friday the 13th will be August 13th, 2049. Oh, my God. I'm I'm not going to be around then. So do get out and enjoy it. And that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm starting Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. You really made me stop and think about that. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Fantastic. Oh, boy. We need to finish strong. I don't want to have a bad taste in my mouth for the whole weekend. Uh, this is too serious. Oh, God, I'll you need something, something to tide you over until the micro moon. <laughs> yes, exactly. Until the excitement of the micro moon hits tonight. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Classic rock legend, is that too much? Eddie Money, dead at the age of 70, so he played some Eddie Money songs. Uh, we, we rarely play... Oh, Jonah Goldberg tweet last night that I wanted to mention. He had a screen capture of the three frontrunners, Biden, Bernie, and Elizabeth, and had 224 years combined. And I thought, that can't be right. That's the right math. 224 years combined among your middle three candidates. That should never happen. It's not easy to pull off. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, we we kind of gotten away to do, from doing the late night joke off at all because they're so often not funny. This one is so funny. We're going to play it again. All three of these jokes are pretty funny. When I was the third Democratic debate, and I read that the candidates were all warned not to swear during the debate. And it got weird when Bernie was like, what about nudity? <laughs> Elizabeth Warren is the candidate most Democrats say they'd like to vote for, but the majority of Democrats think Joe Biden is the guy the country would vote for. But I don't know. I don't think it's a great idea to try to guess what other people want. That's how you wind up eating at Golden Corral. (laughs) This was actually the first time that Joe Biden and Elizabeth Warren were on stage together. It was sort of like watching your grandparents 
They they generally agree on everything, but somehow they're still constantly bickering. I like Golden Corral, by the way. I realize it's mockable by the L.A. set, but I like me a Golden Corral. Delicious, and you will not go away hungry. No. No, that's not a problem. And inexpensive. Um, so we mentioned this a lot earlier in the program, probably worth bringing up again. We've got the video at armstrongandgetty.com. There's a moment during last night's debate where it would appear that Joe Biden's teeth started to slip out of his head. They'd had enough of his rambling and decided I'm out of here and were tried to leap out of his body or something like that. Uh, I don't know much about false teeth. I just learned on the show today that they're not attached in the back. For some reason, I always thought false teeth were attached in the back. And you could wind them up and set them on your desk for (laughs) for hilarity. I guess that's why I thought that. But so they're two completely separate things. Well, his top set, it's clear from that picture. And now that I've seen the videos, they, they went to migratory on him. They were heading south for the winter. And so right in the middle of one of his answers, well, I'll read from uh, the, the, the the New York Post. I'll tell you what, there was already a bit of a theme going with Joe Biden's old and maybe too old. It's a, it's a, really a, a rushing river now after Castro's comment and then Booker's comment on CNN afterwards and then these articles and pictures about his teeth. Joe Biden struggles to keep his teeth in his mouth during Democratic debate. That's an odd headline. You don't see that headline very often. It's not the one he was hoping for, I would guess. Joe Biden may have been biting off more than he could chew. Oh, I see what you did there. Uh-huh. In a bizarre moment during Thursday night's debate, which some claimed was his attempt to rein in his failing teeth. That's his falling teeth. I'm sorry. I'm old and my eyesight is uh, going. His falling teeth. Um, he was given an answer on guns and this and that. Uh, t- uh, Twitter verse lit up. Was it me or did it look like Joe Biden's teeth almost fell out as he was trying to no, that's what happened. answer that question? And yeah. he was trying to put them back in with his tongue. No, having watched the video, that's exactly what was doing. His teeth started to fall out and he had to push them back in with his tongue. Um, if you'll remember in another cringe-worthy episode involving his body, Biden's left eye filled with blood during a CNI climate change, CNN climate change town hall last week. They're, they're individually, they're not really that big a deal. But your eyes go, your eye goes bloody on TV, and then a week later, your teeth fall out of your head. The next time, you, your left arm just falls off your body. I'm watching the video in slow motion. Oh, yeah. they cut it. That was exactly what was happening. His top, his top dentures slid out of his mouth. What you know? Okay, so what is the point here, though? Lots of people have dentures. Start- I, know, I know what the point is. <laughs> Lots of people have dentures starting at an age where you still are completely in the control of your faculties. You mean your 60s. I mean, dentures alone is not... A, 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 is, do we think that people that don't have their own teeth can't be president? When, when yes. did that become a rule? No. No is the answer to that. Our very first president didn't have his own teeth. If they can't take care of their teeth, how can they take care of a country? <laughs> how can they take care of America? That's a pretty good point, Michael. <laughs> Uh, I wish Biden would have just ripped his teeth out and threw them on the ground like a mic drop. I would have respected that at least. That's one funny comment. You know, be stupid teeth. Throw them on the ground. And now let me tell you something. And then just start gumming things. <laughs> Problem we got. Kids today. <laughs> I, I just ha- he started ranting about kids today after removing his teeth. <laughs> his campaign would have been over. <laughs> and you know what else is wrong with kids today? They don't listen to the photograph enough. Um, I just I, I I don't know that this is going to happen, but it might be just nonstop now. I mean, it's just everything is 
oh my God, look how old he is. Fair and unfair. He starts assigning trends to kids that aren't even accurate. And then cargo shorts. Like, no, no, that was several decades ago. Another text, the people were so far left, Biden was losing his teeth in shock. That doesn't really make sense, but yet it's another comment on his teeth. Oh, well. <laughs> do you know much about dentures? you got your own teeth, Marshall. I can tell by looking at you. But yeah. Do people glue them in, right? Uh, you can glue them in. You can get them. Actually, you can do them like implants. But do, so, do, do you just leave them setting in there, kind of floating around in your mouth? No. No, you, 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 you usually take them out. You know, well, yeah. you're 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 a man with money, and you're about to be on national stage. You're right. running for president. Get get the very best tooth glue that exists. Yeah, right. Get the double sided duct tape. Get, get those things in there. Get the well, good stuff. Put a fresh gob on right before you walk on stage from now on. I am really surprised he has not gone to one of those uh, offices where you you know they'll replace all your teeth in a day. It's it's not cheap, uh, but. Uh, <laughs> But they're permanent. They you don't have to you don't have to right. deal with the, you know the, have them sliding around. We, you got, know? we got this text. He yeah. should have stuck his teeth out at Castro. Have you ever seen when old people do that? I <laughs> love that. Oh, oh God! God. <laughs> what do you think of that, youngin? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Oh God! Oh God! What if he just really steers into this uh, this kind of thing and he comes back with one of those like diamond encrusted grills? Oh, that'd be cool! Oh boy! <laughs> I, mean, I wondered this last night. I yeah. talked to my wife about this. CNN deliberately set up. This is a texter's guess. CNN deliberately set up a three-hour debate, or whoever set it up, to make everyone look their worst to everybody that was older. Um, was this? Did you have a three-hour debate because you thought by by the time you get to three hours, Biden's really going to show his age, which he did. Yeah, he looked pretty strong in the early going with yep. his coherent answers, and then his last couple answers were just a mess. Was that on purpose, or did did nobody think of that at the DNC? If you want Biden to be the nominee, nobody raised their hand and says three hours. I, I'm not sure that's I, a good idea for a couple of people that are almost eighty. Right. I I like that they didn't do it. like just go out there and let them all compete. I I don't think that ABC had any sort of nefarious intentions to try to sabotage Joe Biden's campaign. If they did that, I think they would have held a lot of the questions specifically for him for later, but they went to him early and often. Right. right. Um, Biden needs to weaponize his age. Young people will love it. He should tell Castro, I've got hemorrhoids older than you. <laughs> You're a good line. He'd kill with that. I think sticking his teeth out would have been pretty funny. <laughs> he he, he might have won me as a voter if he yeah, did that. Exactly. He yeah. might want to ha- hold that back for the next big moment. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, boy. That'd be hard to take. Oh. I did notice a, uh, they didn't even have stools or anything, did they, to kind of, no. if they wanted to sit or... It's, it's almost unreasonable to yeah. expect people to stand for three hours. Yeah. Why? What's the point? Right. Why not sit at a big table or... What, why, why? Even if you had... Physical st- test? If you had stools up there, nobody would sit, because you can't be the one who sits when everyone else is standing. Right, that it, it leads to another potential blogger to make some sort of right. Oh, post who's that, sitting? Yeah that, yeah, that gets some attention, and then yeah. a news station actually covers it for some reason. Oh, I mentioned this earlier. Who spent the most time talking? It was Joe Biden at seventeen minutes. Elizabeth Warren right behind him at sixteen thirty-three. Way down at the bottom, Andrew Yang, who pulled off that weird, uh, like game show host <laughs> right. DJ thing. Free right. hot dogs to the first five hundred people who. <laughs> If you win the first time, you get a small prize. Three small prize, trade up for a medium prize. Can't that be looked at as buying votes? Making that kind of offer? 
Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't think it's going to add up it. enough to uh, for anybody to care. Like Sean said, okay, great, you bought 10 votes. Right. Good for you. Well, okay. uh, for a guy who's got some really out there thinking outside the box ideas right. for handle how to handle the economy and AI and everything like that, for him to go with this gambit was was a little... I was disappointed. As a Yang fan, that, that disappointed me and probably soured... Uh, my take on his performance for the rest of the debate. I heard other people say that he did really well. I think I just put too much weight on him doing a, a raffle at the beginning of it right. and plus, not liking it. Plus, he had teased it. I'm going to do something nobody's ever done on stage right. before, and so, okay, this is going to be something. And that? Really? Um, yeah, so there you go. It's final thoughts with A-N-G. That guy's good, huh? That's some good stuff right there. Uh, Time for Final Thoughts. I'm your host, Jack Armstrong. Let's get a final thought from Michelangelo. Michael. You know, I really couldn't come up with a final thought today, so I'll just say that, you know, when it comes to recycling, don't do what you're told. Just do what's in your heart. Wow. That's really pretty good. But only in matters of recycling. Doing what's in your heart. Uh, Final thought from... Marshall Phillips. I'll tell you, it's Friday the 13th. Don't forget, a number Ooh. of parlors are offering $13 tats and piercings today. Why are tattoos cheaper on Friday the 13th? That's, Is there a connection there I don't get? It's a way to get people in. Well, of course, it's eerie and strange. Okay. It's thinking like tarot card readers and mystics and that sort of stuff. But, uh, let's get a final thought from Sean. Positive Sean. Yeah, there's... It, it, there's a, I don't know, putting it at probably 55 to 60% chance that I'm going to go see Steely Dan tonight. But I have to Steely o- Dan? Yeah, I have to overcome the greatest obstacle of my social life, leaving my apartment. Mm, we'll see if oh, I'm yes. able to do it. Stay tuned on Monday. You got a, a date or anything? Or friends are uh, going friend, along? Yeah, friends are going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you reeling in the ears? I could be. You, you know might what? be. I hadn't connected that that are was one of their songs. The that makes me want to go more. <laughs> yeah. That's a good song. They got some good guitar playing yeah. in that band. And uh, Eddie Money died today, so maybe I'll throw on a little Eddie Money as I drive home. Of course, I will listen to talk radio all the way home, because that's what I do. I only listen to talk radio. It's the only entertainment you really should ever take in. Don't go to movies. Don't watch television shows. It's a waste of time. No record players. Only talk radio. You're not going to learn about dentures on any of those. (laughs) Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. Oh, I didn't do my final thought. My final thought is, as I've been saying the whole show... I think the race has changed to it's a is he too old or not? It's a it's a referendum on Biden's age at this point. If he's still got it together, he's our nominee. If he doesn't, we got to look a different direction, and that's the only topic now. Um, so we are wrapping up the show. We will see you on Monday. Thank you to everybody for helping me out doing it on my own. I need everybody's help. Um, God bless America. Well, kids, that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank Sideshow Mel, Corporal Punishment, Tina Valeria, oh, and from Not Planning, Miss Donna Mills. Oh, she was a sport. We've had lots, 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 lots of fun. Now the time has come to go. If this still cop was found dead in his bed tomorrow, I'd be in heaven still doing this show. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon. 
Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.